Had it front shot off the post, rebound, score! Paul Cotter follows the puck off the iron, puts it into the goal. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Broken up from behind, intended for Milano. Two on one for Vegas. Marcia so on the left. Will Smith got it to him. He scores! Nicholas Warren! is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas, Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, live inside T-Mobile Arena. Chris Chapman back inside the Finley Chevrolet, Fox Sports, Las Vegas studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... All right, first reactions to what happened at the National Hockey League trade deadline. Let's go big picture Mm -hmm. to start, and then we'll zero in to the Vegas Golden Knights who made three acquisitions. Yeah, I I was not surprised that today was quieter uh, than I I think a lot of people – quieter than I would have liked it to have been. I I wanted to see movement. I I did. I was wondering about, you know, Carolina, would they make a move – um, the the interesting stuff at the end there with James Van Riemsdyk, who did not end up getting moved from the Philadelphia Flyers, like to me, uh, that seemed like a missed opportunity for the Flyers to bring something in. And then, you know, kind of the bigger picture stuff for me is is the the, the Vancouver Canucks um, really didn't do a ton in terms of some of the players that we, we were hearing about. Brock Besser certainly uh, was was going to be a guy that I thought may have been in play, but nothing uh, nothing comes of it today. Uh, for the Vancouver Canucks? Yeah, I didn't think Besser would go. Uh, really, look at that player, and after dealing Bo Horvath earlier, you, you want to hold on to some sense of your core of your roster. So uh, Miller was a sexy conversation, whether JT would be moved uh, before the uh, restrictions on his contract and uh, and different uh, influences on his deal uh, kicked in and made that more difficult. So uh, the, the Vancouver Canucks uh, uh, moved who I thought they would move in uh, a young player in Curtis Lazar, middle-aged player now actually, uh, and, and Luke Shen and then uh, the, the Bo Horvat uh, thing earlier. Uh, around the league today, today was underwhelming, mm-hmm. not because of a lack of trying, just because there was nothing really left on the bone uh, around the National Hockey League, given what's happened over the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. And there was there was nothing else to do other than tinker with your roster uh, a little bit. Not many players that we expected a month ago to be in play didn't end up moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and again, it was it was what's the word lackluster, I, I guess, anticlimactic, if you will. Right. You you had all this action, all this movement. Everything seemed to get done in the days prior to today and the trade deadline, and which which is a great job by all the managers. I, I'll say that. Yeah, because you, you always want to try to get your players in with as much runway as possible. You, you, you know that there's an adjustment period, you know, things take time. So in that regard, I think that you know a lot of teams recognized what it is they wanted, and they went out and got those players when they were when they were available to them, and it, it didn't give us much to talk about or really much to to dissect uh, in terms of what happened today. We have a lot to get to today. Our favorite trades of the day today, not of the last two weeks, but today, and I I want you guys to really dial into this because I have the 
most fantastic angle on this. Mm. We will also get into our Mike Lee Minden Hockey Parlay Contest. Uh, this is a significant week. We have $900 at stake. Yeah, we do. To the person that gets through and is the lucky caller to get to pick the three games that we put forward. If they go three for three, they walk off with $900. We started this thing with uh, Century, and, uh, and and nobody's been able to get it. So uh, let's see if we can give away some cash this week. If not, uh, Chapman and I are going to split $72,000 by the end of this 60. Uh, we also have EJ Rat from the mm-hmm. NHL Network. Okay, he's going to pop on in hour number two, give us uh, some uh, his opinion on what happened in the National Hockey League, uh, whether or not the needle moved uh, among the favorites, and what he thinks of the disproportionate number of deals between the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. But we begin with the Vegas Golden Knights, mm-hmm. and they had a morning skate today. Some energy in, in the building, City National Arena. You had Teddy Bluger out there with his teammates uh, and the full group, uh, not just a, a small compilation of players like yesterday's optional skate. Uh, you had Jonathan Quick on the ice, and he's got uh, his mask with the mask wrap, uh, half uh, sort of the traditional look that we've seen from Jonathan Quick and then a Vegas uh, uh, logo on one side. So that was really neat. And how uh, Patty Mano got that thing done, uh, one of the equipment managers for the Vegas Golden Knights uh, got that thing set up uh, before Jonathan Quick went on the ice. And then you've got a game tonight Mm -hmm. uh, against the New Jersey Devils. So a multi-layered day for the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, it sure is. Um, Obviously, when you are are kind of factoring in the Golden Knights, no additional moves today for Kelly McCrimmon and the Vegas Golden Knights. So uh, the, the moves that have happened in the last week, that's where the Golden Knights are at right now as we pass the trade deadline and look toward the end of the regular season. Now, from that perspective... Um, I loved so much about how the Golden Knights played against the Carolina Hurricanes, and I cannot wait to see how they approach tonight's game against the New Jersey Devils. Well, they know New Jersey from just recently playing them. So there's that uh, side of them, and that was a good game for Vegas. It it came on the heels of the loss against the Arizona Coyotes, and things were scratching. Remember they had the good game against Washington to go out in the road and then didn't follow it up against Arizona, and you're wondering, which way is this thing going to go? And they served up a really solid performance at Prudential Center against the Devils and deserved a win, ended up uh, falling in overtime. So I I thought that was almost the start of what we're seeing now Mm -hmm. in this ability to offer up consistent performances night in, night out. Today is a little bit different because both teams are a little bit distracted going into a a trade deadline, and you're wondering, what are we going to do? Am I going to be affected? And ends up Vegas doesn't do anything today, so everybody can breathe a, a sigh of relief because you want to stay in your contending uh, team. Yeah. Uh, but uh, can you get uh, the, the acquisitions from the last couple of days up to speed? Barbers has played a couple of games. Yeah. Bluger's going to make his debut tonight, mm-hmm. centering the, the fourth line. And then you've got Jonathan Quick in the fold, and he is expected to back up tonight uh, to Aiden Hill. On the other side, the New Jersey Devils are going to unveil Timo Meyer for the first time. Uh, this is going to be his uh, debut. Oh, yeah, I, I think that's an interesting aspect of it. When, you, when you've when you got a player the, the likes of Timo Meyer, you expect him to 
you know, come in and make an impact. It, it seemed earlier today, Lindy Ruff indicated that, that maybe he wasn't going to play, that there might be some more practice well, is that time. right? Yeah, some okay. more practice time in his future. Um, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, so, so, so uh, cleared, for, cleared for practice, cleared for contact. Well, I knew he skated yesterday. Yeah. I, I was aware of that on his own. Yeah. So uh, the indications that I got yesterday was he was going to play. So that's uh, that's up to date news. Yeah, there. looks looks more like Timo Meyer's not going to suit up for the New Jersey Devils. So in in that regard, um, you want to try to take advantage of of this New Jersey team. Yes, they went out. Yes, they got a player that I think moves the needle a lot. But if if no Meyer tonight for for New Jersey, the Golden Knights getting their new acquisitions in, getting them acclimated, getting them uh, into the fold. Uh, you're, you're going up against a New Jersey team that, that looks very similar to the one that you saw just a couple of weeks ago. Good team, a uh, really good yeah. team, uh, an upstart team in the Eastern Conference being able to uh, get things done. Uh, so without Meyer, you don't have those 30-plus goals uh, to lean on. You want to get that player in as fast as possible, and you want to be get him to be able to take some reps. I knew he was battling uh, something. He was in another lineup uh, with San Jose. Uh, that's, uh, that's disappointing for New Jersey because they really are uh, hungry to see what it's going to do to their forward units yeah. and, and where it's going to fit. Because a lot of times you put in a, a really high-ranking player and you've got an idea of where he fits, but there's no chemistry there. And sometimes it comes out of nowhere mm-hmm. uh, when you put somebody in and, boom, it happens. Chandler Stevenson, Max Pacioretty, uh, and and Mark Stone uh, comes to mind on that. But for, for Vegas, it's, it's kind of unique in the sense of the highest profile player around City National Arena this mm-hmm. morning was a guy who's going to back up tonight in, in Jonathan Quick. He drove over from Los Angeles yeah, yesterday, yeah. Uh, and it uh, it's an opportunity for him to get out there this morning, uh, meet some of his teammates, a lot of hellos, uh, a lot of coaches uh, like uh, meeting and, and uh, patting the pads, and then did some work uh, at the end of practice. And, and it's, uh, it's not the most influential trade, that they made mm-hmm. from a hockey perspective. Sure. But it certainly is the most uh, paid attention to deal when you bring in a player of his presence. Uh, I don't know whether there's a difference between presence and swagger, but Jonathan Quick has both. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this is a this is a city that knows stars. Yeah. It doesn't look twice at, at a big name walking down the street. Mm-hmm. But at City National Arena this morning... There is a real sense of something big happening in and around the practice and a presence inside that dressing room with Jonathan Quick. And it, it comes with kind of the territory of what he's done in his career, right? I, there's there's a legendary feel to Jonathan Quick. When you are a guy that, that more or less comes out of nowhere and seizes control of a position on a team that has largely been um, a – a detriment or a setback for the Los Angeles Kings when Jonathan Quick did, handling it in such a, a unique and interesting way. And then you deliver with two Stanley Cups. You deliver with a Smythe Trophy. Like, there is a level of calm, a level, a level of, of understanding what is necessary in the moment in order to win um, that just follows him around. There's, there's confidence. There's uh, that effortless nature to him. And I, I think that, you know, when you look at Jonathan Quick and you kind of factor in what's at stake for him here and, and what the opportunity in front of him is, uh, he, he's going to turn some heads. I truly believe that.
and he's got some familiarity that runs deep yeah. within the Golden Knights dressing room. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that uh, Alec Martinez scored a cup-winning goal, and on on one of those two championships, uh, the first of which uh, uh, we know that the the, goal, or, uh, the LA Kings were able to break through and win that first uh, title. Mm-hmm. And Jonathan Quick was uh, was one of two Conn Smythe Trophy winners uh, for that team. So he and Alec Martinez know each other. Before that, uh, Braden McNabb was part of the LA Kings, and and uh, they had some familiarity. And John Stevens was a head coach of the LA Kings. He was in charge of that team when Jonathan Quick was the guy mm-hmm. in the midst of uh, of, of uh, all those uh, those dominant years. Uh, Siemens wasn't the coach when they won the championships, but certainly knows uh, what uh, what level that Jonathan Quick can can get to. So uh, I think that's a, that's a big uh, big plus for the Golden Knights in in wanting Jonathan Quick to feel comfortable in and around this roster when he plays. He's got to perform, and he's got to perform better than he has this year. Uh, the The numbers aren't where you would want them to be mm-hmm. in, in putting Jonathan Quick out there. So hopefully that turns a corner and the change of scenery uh, can can make for a, a more productive performance. What, what do you think needs to happen for Jonathan Quick to have that turnaround? Because uh, oftentimes we look at change of scenery, right? Is it as simple as that with goaltenders? Sometimes there's a better goaltending environment. Yeah. Now, L.A. is not unfriendly sure. to its goaltenders. Right. Like it's, it's pretty uh, controlled uh, within their own zone and what they do. So he, he's not going from a high volume, a wide open system to locked it down with the, with the, the Vegas Golden Knights. The, the environment for a goaltender mm-hmm. is closer to being similar than anything else so i, I think that uh, that he's got that going for him and that uh, that he should be used to to that mm. uh as far as as getting his game in order uh he's been doing this for 20 years sure. 16 in the national hockey league uh he he knows what to fine tune and i'm sure he's been trying that uh that this year uh, i don't expect anything different when he gets in whether it's sunday against the montreal canadians or later on the on the road trip uh i don't expect to see a a, a stand-up style sitting back uh, a passive goaltender mm-hmm. he's an aggressive guy who who is flexible beyond belief <laughs> and uses it uh to to his advantage in a lot of cases so uh it, it might be just just the mental side of his game that's going because uh, we've seen lately as he's got on in his career uh, a little bit more inconsistency mm-hmm. year to year from Jonathan Quick but every time that there's a drop off he has been able to get it back and respond yeah and there was a lot of talk that he would never see the end of the 10 year contract Sure, yeah. Because you just wouldn't be able to play at that level, and there would be a buyout situation with the LA Kings. That that certainly changed. You saw that a year ago, in which he took the net back uh, with the LA Kings and was their number one goaltender in the playoffs. Played all seven games against the Edmonton Oilers, dropping it in the series decider, two to nothing. Uh, he he was there. He's on the uh, other side of that right now. Mm-hmm. He's going to finish up the the final couple of months of this 10-year career, but he's going to do it in a new city with new motivation. Mm -hmm. And that new motivation is the team that he spent his entire career with deemed him not 
valuable enough to keep him for the final two months of his contract. Sure. That's a very big slap in the face of Jonathan Quick. He was hurt by that. Yeah. He was also traded to a non-contending team, the last place team in the National Hockey League in the Columbus Blue Jackets. Not at all interested in playing out the string of his 16-year career. And uh, I don't know whether he's going to retire after this or not, but that wasn't the way that he planned on going out, uh, being number three in, in all-time wins for a U.S.-born goaltender and uh, all the playoff success. So he, he talked to the Columbus Blue Jackets. They did him a solid. Mm-hmm and traded him to a contending team. Vegas Golden Knights are looking for some insurance because of the injuries they're going to, and and now he's got the motivation. One, to show everybody mm-hmm. that he can turn it back on. He's going to get an opportunity to get in the net but not be the sole hope of the team. Sure. So there's a, a bit of rope on that regard, and he's going to get to play the LA Kings at least once, April 6th. Whether or not it ends up being in a situation where he plays that game or not. Mm-hmm. I hope it does. It's, it's it's a great story, but he's got that to to, to look forward to, and uh, so he's got uh, he's got an opportunity to play, fine tune his game, and he's a he's an incredible competitor. Yeah, and you see that in his style, but I want to be able to see that translate into saves and wins for the Vegas Golden Knights. And given his past, you'd be uh, you'd wouldn't be very smart to doubt him yeah I, I i don't think it's wise to doubt jonathan quick it, it's one of those players that has a proven track record throughout his entire career that when you doubt him that is when he's at his best and, and so that's what i'm holding out hope for right as again as somebody that is is very much a jonathan quick guy i would love for nothing more than him to come into this new situation and do exactly what you're asking him to do. That's help this team win hockey games down the stretch. Whenever he comes in, whenever he's called upon, however often that is, with Loren Brossois out, with with Logan Thompson out, with Aiden Hill playing well, however many times you need to call on Jonathan Quick, I just want him to do his job, and that's give his team a chance to win. Somebody asked me, how, how much is he going to play? I don't know. Yeah, he, It could be as little as... Four to five starts, sure. Yeah, depending on health and how Aiden Hill plays, and the return of Laurent Brassois, and that level of uh, delivering a solid performance, and then Logan Thompson, or maybe grabs the net, and as it, it could be twenty-five if they, if they go deep into the, the playoffs, or 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 more. So there's a there's a real middle ground. The potential is to have four healthy goaltenders. By the start of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Sure, yeah. And then it's the whoever's got the net, whoever's playing well. Bruce Cassidy isn't fooling around. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't mind going young. He doesn't mind going old if he thinks that you're going to be the guy that, to win the games for him. Or he might go somewhere right in the middle with a Bressois or a Hill. Yeah, and, and ultimately that's the that's the type of mentality that you have to have. We kind of talked about internal competition, right, where you're trying to create an atmosphere where everyone's pushing everybody forward. And for a Golden Knights team that wants to get back to the playoffs and, and wants to do some damage when they get there, uh, if you've got four goaltenders who all want the net, you would expect that you're not going to have too many opportunities or too many games where you don't have guys on because if they're if they're off their game, the next guy's coming in. And that's really what you're going to need down the stretch. Then you're going four deep in that. Yeah. If they're oh, all sure. healthy. Yeah. 
you, you potential is to, to run it four deep. Uh, this is also an important night uh, in the standings. L.A. won last night over the Montreal Canadiens. They pull into a, a tie atop the Pacific Division. Vegas does have two games in hand. Uh, Seattle Kraken are four points back of first place in the Pacific Division, and Edmonton is right there with Seattle. So uh, you're tied with L.A., and you're four ahead of the Kraken and Edmonton for first place in the Pacific. Uh, you've got two games to go before you go out in a five-game road trip, which is a murderer's row. It's a gauntlet mm-hmm. uh, with uh, the two Florida teams. Uh, you've got Carolina in there, uh, St. Louis and Philadelphia. Uh, hopefully those ones, uh, but they're at the end of the trip too. Uh, keep that in mind. So you're you're running on uh, on fumes by that. But uh, this is a this is a very important game uh, when it comes to that jockeying for position in the Pacific Division. We know that Bruce Cassidy has mile markers mm-hmm. this season. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Uh, you got the halfway point. You got the All Star game. And uh, I heard the question asked to to Bruce. Okay, it's after the All Star break. It's the stretch drive. And he said, No, no, it's the, it's the unofficial second half. But the stretch drive doesn't really begin mm-hmm. until after the trade deadline. Tonight is the first game. It's only seven hours after, sure. but it's the first game after the trade deadline, and uh, you've got 21 games to go. Yeah, 21 games. That's what separates the Golden Knights in the end of the regular season. And, you know, right now this team has is, is put themselves in a really good spot. You're first in the Pacific Division, tied with Los Angeles, but you've got two games in hand. That's That's a positive for the Vegas Golden Knights. And, you know, as, as much as you look at the schedule and as difficult as it is, as condensed as it is, um, you've got more depth now than what you started the week with. And, and I think that that's going to be really important for the Golden Knights is that they're going to have to lean heavily on the depth that they've brought in at this trade deadline. And that's why I liked what the, the approach Kelly McCrimmon had to the trade deadline. You want to bring in players that are going to help you in, in a, a couple of different areas knowing that you expect or hope, right, to get Nick Waugh back into the fold. And now all of a sudden you've got, you know, players that, that are going to be able to help you in different spots, different situations um, as you go through this stretch run because it is a gauntlet, as you mentioned, Darren. There's a lot of hockey to be played against some really good hockey teams. You're going to need everybody pulling on the same rope in order to get there. Ivan Barbershop plays his third game with the Golden Knights. Teddy Bluger will make his VGK debut tonight up the middle. And then you will see Jonathan Quick in uniform, but backing up Aiden Hill. And in between all of that, you had a great performance against uh, the Carolina Hurricanes the other night by Jack Eichel. Mm-hmm. And he is really feeling it as Vegas bounces back from the being shut out against the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, Jack's been fantastic. He, he's been a superstar, and that's what uh, you, you need from Jack, right? The the Carolina game was very much a playoff atmosphere type of game, a, a, a you-need-your-best-players-to-be-your-best-players. I thought Jack was fantastic. That line started to have a little bit more chemistry, started to make a, a few more plays than we saw in Ivan Barbashev's debut against the Colorado Avalanche. So, uh, you just kind of keep the you keep hoping that that continues for Jack Eichel, Ivan Barbashev, and uh, Jonathan Marchessault. So. And and I thought uh, against Carolina, uh, Michael Amadio, William Carlson, Riley Smith, they were fantastic too. Riley is just knocking on the door. He's, he's right been, there. He's been yeah. really good yeah. lately and hasn't got anything out of it. Uh, I'd love to see him go on a ripper. That'd be nice and and yeah. just tear it up and bring the likes of. 
Will Carlson along. I think we're seeing some some consistent performance, maybe the most consistent at a higher level from Michael Amadio mm-hmm. than, than oh, yeah. we've ever seen in a Vegas Golden Knight uniform. Uh, that's really productive. But to be able to get or Riley Smith going. I talked yesterday about uh, how uh, maybe they hadn't done anything and we didn't know at that point uh, whether they would uh, address uh, bringing in more of an offensive uh, score. But there's there's a few guys here that if they get it going can be that big influence and, and uh, uh, initiator of some, some – they're already scoring a bunch, but sure, really yeah. turn this thing in, in the right direction. And a Marshall and a Smith and a Carlson, uh, Wall when he's healthy, uh, fit that bill, a Chandler-Stevenson scoring some goals. Uh, I think that's, uh, that's there. But uh, there's, there's one area that there wasn't any talk about tinkering with this team. And that was on the blue line. Yeah. Like there were – I didn't hear it from the national media. I certainly didn't hear it from the local media. There wasn't even any whispers about anything happening with their blue line, which goes back to what we talked about early in the season, that this is the deepest, the best defense when it's healthy, those starting six in the National Hockey League. That was echoed by D.J. Smith, the head coach of the Ottawa Senators, when they went and did that uh, road swing through, mm-hmm. talking about the 5-6 pair of Zach Whitecloud and Nick Haig being the best uh, third pair in the National Hockey League. But I, I think th- maybe it's the big best credit, uh, the, the biggest compliment to the blue line. Was, there wasn't a whisper of any rumor that Vegas was going to do something with their blue line anywhere. No, I, I think you look at it one through six, right? It, you like exactly what you have. And, you know, obviously if you were going to make any type of move on defense, it would be for a little bit more depth, I, I think. But Ben Hutton has played games this year, and he's been incredible for the Golden Knights when he's been called upon and needed. And, you know, organizationally you look at some of the experience that, that some other guys have, have gotten in Caden Korzak and, and Daniil Mirmanov. Like all of a sudden there's there's just a ton of options on, on the blue line for the Golden Knights. So, um I I understand the idea of, of staying pat with what you've got on your blue line because when all six are healthy and in the lineup, they're dynamic. What? They're 14 games above 500 with those starting six. Sure. Yeah. That's a winning percentage of 719. <laughs> Without their starting six, 534. Yeah. That's a that's a big difference, and they're two games above 500. Yeah. So, but two numbers will will really uh, resonate with you. They score three quarters of a goal more mm-hmm. with the starting six. They score more with the starting six. They allow half a goal more without their starting six. So they're, they're half a goal better with the starting six, and they score three quarters of a goal more. Mm-hmm. Which one of those numbers do you do you look to first? Um, probably the production. Probably the the the. Ability to score, and I think that both of those numbers are related to the same thing. They just don't spend a lot of time defending. When, when they've got all six in, they're so efficient in getting out of their own zone. They don't spend those extended marathon shifts in their zone defending. And, and both of those, when, when you've got that, you should expect to see the goals against come down. You should expect to see the goals for go up because that's really the bread and butter of that defense is they, they just don't spend a ton of time in their own zone. And a lot of a lot of that energy that you used to spend defending is is better served and, and works well for you uh, offensively. Well, they also are the third best team in the National Hockey League since the All Star break when it comes to goals against. Oh, there so there's uh, that. Not uh, bad. When we continue, we'll let you hear from Jonathan Quick. We've got Bruce Cassidy also on the way. 
EJ Raddick from the NHL Network is going to join us, talk about some league-wide uh, news at the NHL trade deadline, maybe who won in his eyes and who left you wanting more. And on the other side, I'll tell you why we are virtually guaranteed a nail-biter tonight at T-Mobile Arena. And this isn't anything fun or goofy like I normally throw in. This is statistical analysis thanks to analytics. It's the VGK Insider Show live from T-Mobile Arena on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Yeah, Tommy's a good guy. Damn Union. Soul metal. Union going on strike really, really hurt know, Tommy. down on his luck. Yep. Poor guy. Okay. He's got to hold on to what he's got, though. Halfway there. You guys are dorks. Halfway there. <laughs> hey, it was his birthday. Johnny's birthday this week. So uh, happy birthday to John Bond, one of my favorites uh, in the music world. I've got the analogy. I finally came up with it uh, regarding what we witnessed in the National Hockey League trade deadline. Hmm. So you've got the fall. It's late October, November, in, in places where the seasons do change because the seasons don't really change here. Yeah. Uh, uh, and and this the well, wind goes through, and you've got this big oak tree or elm tree, uh-huh. and the leaves have all changed, and the wind goes through, and boom, you're, you're raking up those leaves for the next three days because uh-huh. they all come down. And then a week later, a week later, you look out, and there's leaves on the ground again. Uh-huh. It's not deep. You're not going jumping in those, but you still got to rake them. That's what we saw in the trade deadline in the last couple of weeks. We saw the wind go through and knock a bunch of leaves off the tree, and we had to do a bun- a big rake job. And then today, you look out, there's some, some leaves on the ground. There's a couple of trades, but it wasn't deep. It wasn't impactful. It didn't take you a long time. It was more of, huh, that happened. I guess I got to take care of that. Really, uh, with just uh, 21 trades in the National Hockey League on the official deadline day. That makes sense to you? Yeah, sure. What's uh, what's fall again? Fall? I don't, I don't know what that fall is. Fall is the third season. <laughs> I know there's 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 hot and there's Spring. cold. Spring. That's about it. Summer, fall, winter. What's your favorite season? Okay. If you could... You could pick one. Oh, like be, if you had four seasons, it, it would it would be it would legitimately be fall. Yeah. I love fall. I, I do too. I did, I like fall a lot more now though. Well, yeah. I, I, I I've, we've actually had this conversation in our house about how fall is not nearly as oh, you're holding on to the last bit of of summer. Mm-hmm. It's not as not depressing, but you're not mourning it uh, as much because. You know you're going to have uh, some decent weather uh, going towards the the, the winter. Uh, Jonathan Quick, he's looking for some warmer weather in Vegas. He comes over and joins the the Golden Knights and had his first practice with his team this morning at the skate. He will back up this evening against the New Jersey Devils, and he spoke to the media for the first time as somebody that wasn't a Los Angeles King. Take us over the last 72 hours. Everything that happened and what your emotions were. I mean, there's a ton of emotions, obviously, uh, considering, uh, you know, how much time um, my family and I have spent there. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, they, they made a decision they thought was best for their team. And, <clears throat> you know, so I had to make some decisions that I thought were best for me and my family. So I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to joining this team. These guys have been great so far and, uh, you know, helping me out, making me feel comfortable. So 
Uh, I got a good practice in, and I'll, you know, we got a game tonight, and you know, look forward to doing what I can to help them win. How much has the adjustment helped you when you have guys like Marty and Avery and oh, that's, the other guys that go coach Steve? Yeah, no, that, that that's huge. Like uh, so many guys that I've, you know, played with uh, over the years, a handful of them have been in LA. Marty obviously being there for a while, Naber and Huddy, he, he was there for a bit, and uh, you know, Ammo. So, a ton of guys. Uh, have come through LA and I've had uh, you know great relationships with them and and then guys that you know like Phil I've done a bunch of USA stuff with him um, you know Ike's I've I've known for a while he, he was living with my uh, brother-in-law for a while so um, you know and then Johnny Steven yeah so it, it really it's uh, for my first new situation in, in 16 years it's you know I, I really genuinely feel comfortable already and these guys have done a great job of that so I'm just I'm looking forward to, to working and, and winning some games with them did you drive over from LA or did you fly yeah no I drove uh I thought so what it'd be what were you thinking on the five hour drive I, you go Barstow yeah I, I mean before that I was thinking I should have left earlier because I sat in that rush hour traffic for a couple hours so um <laughs> uh but yeah uh you know, going through Barstow, and then you kind of hit the desert there. And, you know, I, I was genuinely excited. I had a few phone calls. I was, uh, you know, calling friends and family just because it was a busy 24 hours. I wanted to, um, you know, reach out to the people that were trying to reach out to me. So it's uh, yeah, just genuine excitement. Like, this is a great group of guys, and, you know, I see it already. And I'm, I'm just looking forward to this opportunity. Do you feel like you have a bit of a fan base here in town? you played here so many times. Go back in all the Frozen Fury games yeah. at the MGM. Yeah. No, I, uh, you know, and I've already been talking about that with a few of these guys. It's, uh, um, I believe we opened the Kings. I think we uh, opened T-Mobile. Yeah, we, we, yeah against Dallas. So, so uh, um, you know, I've, I've been in the home locker room, and, you know, I've uh, experienced that already. But, uh, uh, yeah, just uh, it, it's a great hockey city. It's, uh, you know, you see what the, this organization's done over the past six years, five years, six years. And, it, you know, it's, they're, they're a top team in the league every single year. And, uh, you know, they built uh, a great locker room and a great group of guys. And, you know, from management all the way down, everyone's been uh, uh, very accommodating to me. Yeah. Given the way this team plays defensively, where they try to force everything to the perimeter, is there anything you need to tweak in your game to fit in with the, their way of defending in their own end? You and Sean Burke maybe talk about yeah. no, I mean, uh, things. Berkey and I have already kind of discussed it a little bit. He, he, he didn't want to, you know, kind of overwhelm me and, you know, with all the details and everything like that. Just we want to get a couple practices in, um, you know, be around the guys and that stuff that'll, that'll uh, start kind of being brought to my attention. Like, all right, we want to play this situation like this, like that. And, um, you know, and, and I'm generally open to you know constructful criticism from him and you know I'm looking forward to working with him he's he's a guy that's uh, been in this game for a long time he knows a lot so so that'll be it'll be fun I mean nobody would expect you to change your style of play after 16 years you know you know how to play the position just maybe on this team just getting comfortable yeah yeah guys with rebounds and things like there'll that. be you know different reads to make you know but it, you know at the end of the day it's going to be uh you know five guys in front of me and five guys on their team trying to score and you know, at the end of the day, it's just it's stop the puck, try to win games. So, um, obviously, the the more I get to know the details and you know the structure, of, uh, how how they would like to play, you know, the the better it'll help me. Yeah. You mentioned the emotion of, of leaving LA after being there for 16 years. Uh, how motivating is it? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's motivating. Um, uh, so, you know, at the you know I said it a few times here. We're I'm looking forward to. Being part of this team and and uh, you know 
do what it, what you want to do every year. You want to you want to win your division. You want to win playoff series. You want to win uh, 16 playoff games. So so whatever I can to, can do to help them uh, get there, and that, that, that's what I want to do. Jonathan, did you, did you expect to get traded, or did you think you were going to ride out the end of your deal and deal with it in the offseason? Uh, no, it, it, it came out of shock when when uh, when I got the phone call. So. Uh, you know, it, it is what it is, man. It's you got to move on. They're moving on. I got to move on. So, I'm looking forward to this group here. What was the process with Columbus like? What was the communication like? Yarmo couldn't have been more helpful. He was, you know, from our first phone call, uh, he couldn't have been more helpful. Um, so I'm very grateful for him and the, the the Blue Jackets organization and how they handled it and you know the, the amount of respect that they they showed me. So. I'm uh, <clears throat> very grateful for, for him and that, that organization. Along with you and Ivan and Teddy, you guys are coming from one team your entire careers to a new locker room in 20 games. Guys, how important is it to come into a room with as much camaraderie as, as this one Well, I, I think that's, you, you said it, the, the room has a lot of camaraderie and it's a great group of guys. So it's uh, it makes it a lot easier for, for new guys to step in and, and, you know, you already feel comfortable uh, going into the first practice. So. It's uh, you know it's something that you know we're kind of going through. Like you said, we played one, uh, for one one team our whole career, so uh, you know we have uh, we have the three of us at the hotel right now. So I'm sure we'll get to know each other pretty well. And and uh, you know I know speaking with them briefly already. It's uh, you know we're just still, we're just all looking forward to joining us, joining this group here. It's Vegas. You got a three man wolf pack. Oh, Makes sense, right? Yep. Okay. You, you have to have it. There's a. Jonathan Quick this morning as the Vegas Golden Knights goaltender gets ready to back up Aiden Hill tonight against the New Jersey Devils. Uh, he admits he didn't see the trade coming yeah. from Los Angeles to Columbus. Uh, I am a big proponent of the fact that that helped out big time, making Jonathan Quick super comfortable in Vegas. Because by having a go-between, he's not thinking about what, happened in LA mm -hmm. he's thinking what a great opportunity Columbus gives me to finish out on a contender mm -hmm. and to be ready for the Stanley Cup playoffs and it's it's ready and go time uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights not looking over your shoulder but you're looking ahead because there is a team in between so that that's like sort of a, a, a fortunate byproduct of what happened this week. Yeah, and you kind of heard, obviously, there, Jonathan Quick talking about uh, the conversation that he did have with Columbus Blue Jackets general manager Jarmo Kekalainen and, and facilitating just a, another option for Jonathan Quick to to not only get to a contender, but to be close to, to where his entire life essentially was in Los Angeles. So um, there's a lot to like about uh, Quick here in Vegas and, and kind of the, the process since being traded from the Kings to Columbus, now here to Vegas, uh, that, that has seemed to kind of streamline things for Jonathan. I was asked, uh, do you think his family comes? I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> like, they've spent 16 years in Los Angeles. Kids born and raised, uh, raised there. Uh, they, will, they will go through the next two months and more, hopefully, uh, with, with Jonathan being able to get back in a 45-minute flight or drive home uh, for a couple of days, if there's a couple of days off, and, and have that, uh, that opportunity to visit his family or his family comes here, right? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's close enough. And then you take that next step. But one thing that I know that he appreciates is the guys that he's familiar with. Mm -hmm. And uh, Matteo and Hutton are, are great uh, ads, but... Uh, McNabb, who he spent some time with, is is very familiar. Martinez as well. And 
those 12 and 14 Stanley Cup championship teams mm-hmm. in, in 2012 and 2014, that was the closest group as a team in a dressing room that I've ever been around. Mm. And I'm lucky enough to have some friends that were that were on that team. Uh, I've seen on the inside of that group. I know where they where they they've created a whole community for themselves. Mm. The the past, the the present uh, players. It's it's incredible. Nothing like it exists in professional sports. Uh, what, what they've done and quick is a huge part of that. Uh, so uh, he he's been in this situation of closeness and tightness with his with his teammates for uh going on uh, a decade and a half and now he's moved well you can go to the best team in the world if you're not comfortable it's going to be awkward Mm. McNabb and Martinez in particular and then recently playing with Hutton and having some familiarity with Amadio and John Stevens Mm. is is it just gives you such uh, an advantage, a leg up, a head start uh, to your time here. Yeah, and it goes obviously beyond the the Los Angeles Kings connections, as he talked about national program yeah. stuff with Phil Kessel. Obviously, um, the 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 connection with Jack Eichel and and, and Jonathan Quick's uh, brother-in-law, Matt Molson. Like all of those things uh, create an opportunity and create an environment where Jonathan Quick should feel pretty comfortable being who he is. And then on the ice, like. You know what it's like to play behind Braden McNabb. You know what it's like to play behind Alec Martinez. And with those two logging a a lot of minutes for the Vegas Golden Knights, that should give Jonathan Quick a a, a leg up. And understanding John Stevens' defensive schemes, all of that stuff, um, I I think he's going to be able to fit in a a lot quicker than a lot of people would have expected. I don't think I'm uh, revealing any secrets here, but uh, here's the connection with Jack Eichel. Uh, Jonathan Quick and National Hockey Leaguer Matt Molson, former National Hockey Leaguer Matt Molson. Uh, those two married sisters. So they're brother-in-laws. Mm-hmm. And when Matt Molson played in Buffalo, Jack Eichel lived with Matt Molson, right. who is a brother-in-law of Jonathan Quick. So there was uh, some interaction there and an awareness of the two of them. So that's how uh, a guy from uh, Connecticut and a guy from Boston get to know each other uh, a little bit closer than just the geography of it. Sure, yeah, and... Again, Jonathan Quick, I, I'm excited. I, I don't know how. Uh, I don't know if I've made that abundantly clear, but I'm I'm excited. You think he plays on Sunday? I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it would make sense before you go on the road, right? Mm-hmm. And the timing of that five game road trip, mm-hmm. it's not bad. You get a couple of games at home mm-hmm. for the new guys, and Barbershop will end up playing four uh, uh, games total, but uh, three games at home, and the other two guys a couple. And then you go out on the road, and then you really get a chance to, to bring it all together uh, with uh, the additions of three new players. We'll hear from Bruce Cassidy in hour number two, as well as EJ Raddick from the NHL Network. But coming up, it is the Michael E. Minden Hockey Parlay Contest, uh, 702-876-1340. We're going to take caller number 19. When you come back, you're going to pick three games, uh, the winners of three games. We'll give you the games, and hopefully you can take home $900. The VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports. That's the one. Parlay. Parlay. Time to parlay with the insiders. Brought to you by Michael E. Minden Diamond Jewelers in the Fashion Show Mall. 
All right, let's get right at it. You pick uh, the winners of the three games that we serve up. You win $900. Our contestant this week is Ian. Are you ready to do this, buddy? Uh, I sure am. All right, uh, random games coming at you courtesy of Chris Chapman. Chris. All right, Ian. So first game that you have to pick correct is tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., the New York Rangers at the Boston Bruins. That is courtesy of Darren. All right. Um, thinking I'm going to go with the Rangers. Rangers. Brave. Wow. Brave, brave, brave. Right. I'd actually already circled Boston for you, but I'll scribble that out. <laughs> All right. Rangers. All right. There you go. All right. So, second game, also tomorrow, 1230 puck drop. You can watch it on ABC. Uh, actually, first game is on ABC as well. But the, the Colorado Avalanche at the Dallas Stars. That is Ryan Wallace's game for the week. Oh, okay. Um... I think I'm going to roll with Dallas in this game. All right. I had Colorado circled for you, but, uh, but I'll scribble <laughs> that out. All right. Uh, if you so win kind. this, if you Aaron? win this, no, dude, if you win this, yeah. that, you'll be able to chirp me for the rest of time. Uh, take, last game. Take it, Ian. Take it. All right. If you survive until Sunday, you get my game, which I believe is probably the game of the week, and that is the Tampa Bay Lightning at the Carolina Hurricanes. That is a noon puck drop on Sunday. All right. Um, let's go with the, the Hurricanes. All right. Like I like the home it. team here. I like there it. There it is. Uh, there we are. All right. We finally agree on that. So let's uh, let's recap. Uh, Tampa Bay, Carolina, you're taking the Hurricanes. Uh, Rangers in Boston, who are having a historic season. You're bucking the trend here going with the Rangers. Wouldn't that be awesome if you came up on the right end of that? And Colorado making a charge against Dallas, and you're taking the Dallas Stars. Uh, 900 bucks uh, if you win it all. Uh, good luck, buddy. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, gentlemen. Ian, uh, we've got your information. Uh, we know how to get a hold of you. If you win, $900 going your way. If not, $72,324 split between Chapman and I. Uh, I like the strategy. Um, mm-hmm. Going off board, going with the, the New York Rangers and certainly Patrick Kane, the difference maker, against the historically good Boston Bruins. Not a bad idea. I, I like it. And Dallas answering Colorado's challenge. Like that, too. Tampa Bay, Carolina, a big Southeast Division game. Remember that? Southeast Division. Uh, Awesome stuff. Michael E. Minden Jewelers Hockey Parlay Contest. Michael E. Minden Jewelers located in the Fashion Show Mall. Hour number two, starting with EJ Raddick, coming up on Fox Sports Las Vegas.